0: Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast. We read through the whole Bible every year. We follow the weekly Torah portions and we read daily from the prophets, the writings, and the apostles also. I'm Johanna, your reader today. Today is Tuesday, the 8th of August and the 21st of Av on the Hebrew calendar. Today, or rather this week, our Torah portion is called Re'eh, which means see, and we're going to start today in Deuteronomy 12:29 through 13 and verse 18. However, in a Bible that follows the um, Hebrew chapter and verse count, you'll be ending in verse 19. I want to mention before we start that the translation, I've been getting some questions about which translation we are reading from, and for the past uh, two years we're reading from what's called the New Jerusalem Version, and it's abbreviated the NJV, it's out of Holland by Hineni Publishers, so um, there you have that. Anyway... Let's begin our reading, but first we'll take a moment to thank God and bless him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people, Israel, and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. When the Lord your God cuts off the nations from before you, where you go in to dispossess them, and you dispossess them and dwell in their land, be careful that you are not ensnared to follow them after they are destroyed from before you, and that you do not inquire after their gods, saying, How do these nations serve their gods? I will do likewise." You shall not do so to the Lord your God. For every abomination to the Lord which he hates, they have done to their gods. For they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire to their gods. Whatever thing I command you, that you shall observe to do. You shall not add to it, nor take away from it. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you, And he gives you a sign or a wonder. And the sign or the wonder comes to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or to that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God With all your heart, and with all your soul, you shall walk after the Lord your God. Fear him, keep his mitzvot, and obey his voice. You shall serve him, and cling to him. That prophet, or that dreamer of dreams, shall be put to death because he has spoken rebellion against the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to draw you aside out of the way which the Lord your God commanded you to walk in. So you shall remove the evil from among you. If your brother, the son of your mother, or your son or your daughter, or the wife of your bosom, or your friend who is as your own soul, entices you secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which you have not known, you nor your fathers, of the gods of the peoples who are around you, near to you, or far off from you, from one end of the earth even to the other end of the earth. You shall not consent to him, nor listen to him, Neither shall your eye pity him, neither shall you spare, neither shall you conceal him. But you shall surely kill him. Your hand shall be first on him to put him to death, and afterwards the hands of all the people. You shall stone him to death with stones, because he sought to draw you away from the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And all Israel shall hear and fear and never again do such a wicked thing among you. If you hear about one of your cities which the Lord your God gives you to dwell there, that certain wicked fellows have gone out from among you and have drawn away the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which you have not known, then you shall inquire, investigate, and ask diligently. Behold, if it is true, and certain that such abomination was done among you, you shall surely strike the inhabitants of that city with the edge of the sword, destroying it utterly, with all that is therein, and its livestock, with the edge of the sword." You shall gather all its plunder into the middle of its street and shall burn with fire the city with all of its plunder to the Lord your God. It shall be a heap for ever; It shall not be built again. Nothing of the devoted thing shall cling to your hand that the Lord may turn from the fierceness of his anger and show you mercy and have compassion on you and multiply you as he has sworn to your fathers, when you listen to the voice of the Lord your God, to keep all his mitzvot, which I command you today, to do that which is right in the eyes of the Lord your God. That was Deuteronomy, or Devarim, 12, 29 through thirteen eighteen. Today's portion from the Prophets is Ezekiel 42. Then he brought me out into the outer court, the way toward the north. Then he brought me into the room that was opposite the separate place, and which was opposite the building toward the north. Before the length of one hundred cubits was the north door, and the width was fifty cubits. Opposite the twenty cubits, which belonged to the inner court, and opposite the pavement, which belonged to the outer court, was gallery against gallery in the third floor. Before the rooms was a walk of ten cubits width inward, a way of one cubit, and their doors were toward the north. Now the upper rooms were shorter, for the galleries took away from these more than from the lower and the middle in the building, for they were in three stories, and they did not have pillars as the pillars of the courts. Therefore the uppermost was set back more than the the lowest and the middle from the ground, The wall that was outside by the side of the rooms toward the outer court before the rooms. Its length was fifty cubits. For the length of the rooms that were in the outer court was fifty cubits. Behold, before the temple were one hundred cubits. From under these rooms was the entry on the east side, as one goes into them from the outer court. IN THE THICKNESS OF THE WALL OF THE COURT TOWARD THE EAST, BEFORE THE SEPARATE PLACE, AND BEFORE THE BUILDING, THERE WERE ROOMS. THE WAY BEFORE THEM WAS LIKE THE APPEARANCE OF THE ROOMS WHICH WERE TOWARD THE NORTH. ACCORDING TO THEIR LENGTH, SO WAS THEIR WIDTH, AND ALL THEIR EXITS WERE BOTH ACCORDING TO THEIR FASHIONS AND ACCORDING TO THEIR DOORS. According to the doors of the rooms that were toward the south was a door at the head of the way, the way directly before the wall toward the east, as one enters into them. Then he said to me, The north rooms and the south rooms, which are before the separate place, are the holy rooms, where the kohanim who are near to the Lord shall eat the most holy things." There they shall lay the most holy things with the grain offering, the sin offering, and the trespass offering, for the place is holy. When the Kohanim enter in, then they shall not go out of the holy place into the outer court, but they shall lay their garments in which they minister there, for they are holy. Then they shall put on other garments and shall approach that which is for the people. Now, when he had finished measuring the inner court, he brought me out by the way of the gate, which faces toward the east, and measured it all around. He measured on the east side with the measuring reed 500 reeds, with the measuring reed all around. He measured on the north side 500 reeds, with the measuring reed all around. He measured on the south side 500 reeds with the measuring reed he turned about to the west side and measured 500 reeds with the measuring reed he measured it on the four sides it had a wall around it the length 500 and the width 500 to make a separation between that which was holy and that which was common that was ezekiel 42 and now our portion today from the writings is 1st Chronicles 21. Then Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to take a census of Israel. So David said to Joab and to the princes of the people, "Go Count Israel from Belsheva even to Dan, and bring me word that I may know how many there are. Yoav said, May the Lord make his people a hundred times as many as they are. But, my lord the king, are they not all my Lord's servants? Why does my Lord require this thing? Why will he be a cause of guilt to Israel? But the king's word prevailed against Yoav. So Yoav departed and went throughout all Israel and came to Jerusalem. And Yoav gave up the sum of the senses of the people to David. All those of Israel were 1,100,000 men who drew a sword, and in Yehudah were 470,000 men who drew a sword. But he did not count Levi and Binyamin among them, for the king's word was abhorrent to Yoav. God was displeased with this thing, therefore he struck Israel. David said to God, I have sinned greatly in that I have done this thing, but now put away, I beg you, the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. The Lord spoke to God, David's seer, saying, Go and speak to David, saying, This is what the Lord says. I offer you three things. Choose one of them, that I may do it to you. So God came to David and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Take your choice. Either three years of famine, or three months to be consumed before your foes, while the sword of your enemies overtakes you, or else three days the sword of the Lord even pestilence in the land, and the angel of the Lord destroying throughout all the borders of Israel. Now therefore consider what answer I shall return to him who sent me. And David said to God, I am in distress. Let me fall, I pray, into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are very great. Do not let me fall into man's hand. So the Lord sent a pestilence on Israel, and seventy thousand men of Israel fell. And God sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. As he was about to destroy, the Lord saw, and he relented of the evil, and said to the destroying angel, It is enough, now withdraw your hand. And the angel of the Lord was standing by the threshing floor of Onan the Jebusite. David lifted up his eyes and saw the angel of the Lord standing between earth and heaven, having a drawn sword in his hand, stretched out over Jerusalem. Then David and the elders, clothed in sackcloth, fell on their faces. David said to God, "'Is it not I who commanded the people to be counted?' It is even I who have sinned and done very wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? Please let your hand, Lord my God, be against me and against my father's house, but not against your people that they should be plagued. Then the angel of the Lord commanded God to tell David that David should go up and raise an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Onan the Jebusite. David went up at the saying of God, which he spoke in the name of the Lord. Onan turned back and saw the angel and his four sons who were with him, and hid themselves. Now Ornan was threshing wheat as David came to Onan. Onan looked and saw David and went out of the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. Then David said to Ornan, Give me the place of this threshing floor that I may build an altar to the Lord on it. You shall sell it to me for the full price that the plague may be stopped from afflicting the people. Ornan said to David, Take it for yourself and let my lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Behold, I have given the oxen for burnt offerings and the threshing instruments for wood and the wheat for the grain offering. I give it all. King David said to Onan, No, but I will most certainly buy it for the full price, for I will not take that which is yours for the Lord, nor offer a burnt offering that costs me nothing. So David gave to Onan six hundred shekels of gold by weight for the place. David built an altar to the Lord there, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings, and called on the Lord And he answered him from heaven with fire on the altar of burnt offering. Then the Lord commanded the angel and put his sword back into his sheath. At that time, when David saw that the Lord had answered him in the threshing floor of Onan the Jebusite, then he sacrificed there. For the tabernacle of the Lord, which Moshe made in the wilderness, and the altar of burnt offering, were at that time in the high place at Givon. But David could not go before it to inquire of God, for he was afraid because of the sword of the angel of the Lord. That was Stivrei Hayamim Aleph, or First Chronicles 21. And now finally, our portion today from the Apostles is First Timothy 5. Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, the younger men as brothers, the older women as mothers, the younger as sisters, in all purity. Honor widows who are widows indeed, but if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them learn first to show piety toward their own family and to repay their parents, for this is acceptable in the sight of God." Now she who is a widow indeed, and desolate, has her hope set on God, and continues in petitions and prayers, night and day. But she who gives herself to pleasure is dead while she lives. Also command these things, that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially his own household, he has denied the faith— and is worse than an unbeliever. Let no one be enrolled as a widow under sixty years old, having been the wife of one man, being approved by good works, if she has brought up children, if she has been hospitable to strangers, if she has washed the Holy One's feet, if she has relieved the afflicted, and if she has diligently followed every good work. But refuse younger widows, for when they have grown lustful against Messiah, they desire to marry, having condemnation, because they have rejected their first pledge. Besides, they also learn to be idle, going about from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. Therefore I desire that the younger widows marry, Bear children, rule the household, and give no occasion for the adversary for insulting, for already some have turned away after Satan. If any man or woman who believes has widows, let them relieve them, and do not let the assembly be burdened, that it might relieve those who are widows indeed. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor especially those who labor in the word and in teaching. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle the ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not receive an accusation against an elder, except at the word of two or three witnesses. Those who sin, reprove in the sight of all, that the rest also may be in fear." I command you in the sight of God and the Lord Yeshua the Messiah and the chosen angels that you observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing by partiality. Do not lay hands on anyone hastily, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Do not be a drinker of water only, but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. Some men's sins are evident, preceding them to judgments, and some also follow later. In the same way also, there are good works that are obvious, and those that are otherwise cannot be hidden. That was 1 Timothy chapter 5. If you are reading through the apostles twice, you'll read John 9 today. As I finish, I want to just tell everyone who's a patron of this podcast, who donate monthly, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world to me, and I just want to say that your encouragement keeps us going, and we appreciate you so much. Um, Well, that's it for today. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.